0: for supporting the fable and folly network here's another show we know you'll love
1: in a world of covert culinary criminal coalitions jean carlo oui chef reformed criminal and celebrity chef butch orson prepare the brigade oui chef is dragged back into the dark realm of criminal kitchens Behind. When old rivals threaten his life's work. Corner! Butch is brought back.
2: <laughs> hot. No, 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 no,
1: For one.
2: <laughs>
1: last. Yeah. Cook. Open Pandora's Oven.
2: Yes, yes Chef!
1: John Wick meets Kitchen in Yes, Chef. A comedic actual play adventure of kooky culinary combat, refried revenge, and untold gastronomic horrors. Yes Chef is out now on the Dungeons and Drimbus podcast feed. Butchie, A genuine pleasure to see ya! <laughs>
0: Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today.
3: A product of the Whisperforge.
0: Sound and story brought
3: to life. You're listening to a parody that is not affiliated with or endorsed by Supergiant Games in any way. We're just big ol' nerds making improv fan fiction rogue runners is rated r for pretty much everything you can find in greek mythology violence assault self-harm offensive language insensitive humor and intense themes we encourage everyone to check out our show notes and transcripts on our website at whisperforge.org are you ready to run then welcome to volume one in the blood The sun is hotter here than back home, even in the golden sunset which bathes you in its burning gaze. You stand on the stone steps which descend into a river below you. You hear someone descending the steps from behind you, and turn to see a man, only slightly shorter than you, with dark olive skin and long hair falling in loose braids to his side and back. His armor clatters as he makes his way down the stairs to you, and in the hot summer sun, you could swear his face was a mirror beaming down at you. He slaps a heavy hand on your shoulder as he passes you, stopping just one stone step before the river and gazing out before it. The sky darkens as the orange sun dips below the surface of the horizon. The river is covered in rose petals, whole flower blossoms, and small censers of oil floating on disks, lighting the river in glows of peach and marigold. The air is thick with sweet perfume. Your conquest of India is nearly complete, my king. He turns to you and smiles.
4: Not my conquest. Ours. Our achievement.
3: He smiles and nods and then turns his gaze back to the river and eyes it as it rounds a bend. Our conquest. It's so strange that this is the first time I'm thinking of it that way. Even though you sent me to the Khyber Pass all alone. Without you to conquer it, but I did. I I made it. Are you proud of me?
4: If I didn't think you were capable, I wouldn't have asked you to.
3: Of course. He dips one cautious sandal into the river. This is the most sacred river in the entire region. People come here praying that their sins will be washed away. Do you think it'll work for us? Might as well try. Hmm. He slowly undoes the clasp on his cape and lets it fall behind him. How will we know?
4: Hephaestion, do you believe in fate?
3: Only the one you decide for me.
4: And then Alexander will strip all his clothes
3: and dive straight into the water. All right. You do that. It splashes Hephaestion, and he kind of frowns a little bit and says, "Ah, All right. And then, still taking his time, undoes the rest of his armor and swims into the Ganga River behind you.
4: Hephaestion, do you know why I do what I... My actions, they are not my own. It is not my doing. It is the will of the gods. I am their instrument, you see. I am their sword. And so, I ask you, do you blame the weapon or the wielder?
3: Am I your weapon?
4: No. No, you are more than that. You are my ally. I trust you. Do you trust me?
3: His lips purse and then curl into a frown again. His brow furrows. Without another word... He dips his head below the river Ganga again.
4: And Alexander will take some water and pat his hair
3: back. Make a religion check. Eleven. You wonder if your sins will actually be washed away. Alexander, are you okay? You have this weird glazed over
5: look on your eye, like you were just imagining a hot frolic through a field with a, a saucy companion or something.
6: You know, I, I, I wasn't getting that look with the field thing. I was feeling more of like, I don't know, like a sunset near a river or something.
3: That's what it is. There we go. I see it in his eyes. Oh. And as you look behind you in the river, you see your party members watching you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> No, but that would be very
4: funny. (laughs) Alexander comes to you, shakes his head, blinks a couple times, and and just returns to his stoic (laughs) nature. We have a job to do. Focus.
6: Okay. Well, I'm assuming there's a summoning circle in the middle of the room, just like last time. Shall we uh, go about it in a very similar
5: fashion? Okay, so how should we place ourselves along the room? I can take the left flank, the left side. Oh yes, actually, I like that. We have uh, um, we have one stabby boy on the left, one stabby boy on the right, and we can have the mages in the center. Yes.
4: Very well. I will take the right side, and Arate will take the left, and the mages, as you said, will take center. Okay. After you, Anastasia.
7: Okay. And Annie is gonna walk forward to the center of the room.
3: As you do that, a couple of things happen. Alexander, at your feet, springs up another nest of skulls, a think tank. Arete, surrounding you are four shapes. Their silhouettes are large, uh, hatted figures. They're, like, kind of large witches' hats.
5: I would like to roll history to see if I know what those are.
3: Sure. Oh, no, that's a five. I'm also gonna roll history. (laughs) Sure. That's an eight. These seem completely alien to you. Alright, here I go.
7: Annie would like to roll history as well. Sure. And that is... Okay. that's That's a dirty 20 for
3: Annie.
4: Uh, Natural 20 for Alexander.
3: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Alexander and Annie, you recognize these as wretched heretics. And they are people who in life used to perform dark rituals to bring harm on other people. And in the underworld, they continue to bring that harm upon denizens of the underworld. With a natural 20, I can tell you a little bit more about their abilities. One of the combat abilities of these wretched heretics is that they are able to cast a very, very accurate spell on a number of you. It's not very powerful, but they're able to do it a lot of times in succession. And uh, roll initiative for me.
5: 18.
4: Arete rolls a 12. Alexander also has a 12.
3: Uh, dirty 20. So Annie, you
7: are up. No! Damn it, Arete, can you get out of there, man? Get, get the heck <laughs> out of here! As soon
6: there. as initiative allows me to, dear. <laughs>
7: what Okay, uh, Annie's going to turn the other way and look over at the <laughs> the think tank <laughs> over by Alex. Is Alex extremely close to the think tank?
3: He's adjacent to it.
7: Oh, jeez. Okay, well, Annie, I think, is going to take a chance. Uh, Annie would like to dash to get across the River sticks over to Ereté and the witches to then cast Thunderwave on the witches and, unfortunately, Arate as well, and they will all have to make a constitution saving throw.
3: So, Annie, you are invoking the boon of Hermes as you feel these little wings light up under your feet, and you are dashing. You reach that separation of the river sticks, and you jump over that rectangle, Of the little wings on your feet carry you. As you clear that gap, you land in front of this cube, which has at its four corners the wretched heretics, and then you have Arate in the middle, and you blast this thunder wave at them. Okay. The witches get a 10.
7: That hits them. Okay.
3: Arete rolled a four.
0: That hits Arete too.
7: (laughs) All of you get hit for six
3: damage, and you're all also pushed 10 feet away from me. Immediately, the witches and Arete are pushed 10 feet back. The witches look in very bad shape.
5: Rolf has become very familiar. He's becoming very comfortable with little flourishes, and he's going to pull out one of his favorites and just...
2: across the sticks
5: and sneeze Acid Splash onto two of the Wretched Heretics. They need to make a Dexterity saving throw. And I'm going to use a Blood Crystal in that as well, so... Little shards of red crystal shoot out of the nose with the acid. Ew, okay. <laughs> now that he is higher level, I get a d6, so the blood crystal is bigger now as it shoots out of his nostrils. Okay. And so that increases it by 5, which makes it a 19 dexterity oh, saving. Throw. Holy
3: moly. Okay, I'm going to need to roll pretty well to beat this. They get a 7. Nice. So both of them take three points of acid damage, both of them kind of sizzle. And they are out of the fight. (laughs) We love to see it. Arete
6: is going to attack one of the witches with his infernal arm, Lavoie. It's a
3: 15. Okay, that does hit.
6: He draws Lavoie and just thrusts with all his might behind it into the side of one of the witches and deals eight piercing damage.
3: (laughs) And it also dissipates. So now there's only one left. And then as my bonus
6: action. I am going to take the dash action, but I will call upon Hermes to double my dash to head towards the other side where the think tank and Alexander are.
3: You call upon Hermes and you start dashing across from the very left side of the room to the very right side of the room and you just leap over the first rectangle of the sticks with no problem. You keep running. You jump again. You leap over the second rectangle of the sticks and you gently float down to right next to the think tank and Alexander. Under. Praise
4: you, Hermes. Alexander's going to cut down the think tank with his longsword. 18. That definitely hits. And Alexander can attack twice, so that will also be a 22. Okay, that also hits. So that would be 20 damage.
3: All right, now it is the think tank's turn. You hear this chorus of the skulls in the think tank. <laughs> They were going to summon two Sculptivators. They're kind of, like, in between you and Arete at this point. On the other side, we have that one wretched heretic who is looking at Annie. It's going to hold up this, like, silhouette of a wand, and it's going to point it at everybody in the room. And it is going to fire off a barrage of purple orbs. Everybody takes eight forest damage as these orbs just fly to all four of you. Biscuits, no, man. No, nothing. No saving throws, man. Nope. <laughs> ah! Well, that wasn't very nice of you. So the two Sculptivators are going to turn to Alexander. They're going to and they're going to try to bite down. Uh The first one gets a
2: 24. <laughs> Jeez.
3: <laughs>
4: I think that might, yeah.
3: It deals one piercing damage, five fire damage. Then the second Sculptivator is going to bite you, and it's going to go,
2: uh,
3: and this one gets a 20. Dirty that hits. Okay, it also deals one piercing damage, five fire damage.
5: Dang, I'm a little concerned. Were we too cocky coming into this?
7: Annie is gonna go to the heretic that's closest to her and she's gonna stab it with her rapier. Ooh, it's a 24! Okay,
3: that certainly hits.
7: <laughs> yes! And it hits four seven
3: damage! Okay, uh, that one goes <laughs> and it dissipates. It goes what? It goes. Ah, 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 <laughs> ah, ah, ah.
4: <laughs> Don't kill the goat. Kill the enemy.
7: <laughs> 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 <haha>, so funny, Alex. Annie's gonna dash over to the fight happening on the other side of the room.
3: All right, you feel like Herbie's boot is paying off in high dividends. Everybody is just like crouching tiger, leaping across (laughs) this massive room and clearing it without issue. So yeah, you're able to get to the other side.
7: Thank you.
5: Rolf is gonna hold out his left hand toward the blood crystal lying on the ground that he shattered the witches with. He's gonna float it over. And as it comes to his hand, it's gonna almost liquefy and enter his pores. So you can see it work its way through his veins on his left arm, up through into his neck, and then he's gonna pinch his nose, like he's trying to pop his ears, and then out of his right ear, which is facing the scultivator, you're gonna hear a little pop, And then two streams of acid infused with chunks of crystals fly out of his right ear, one onto the think tank, the other onto one of the scultivators. and he's using that blood crystal to increase the DC increasing it to
3: 18. Think Tank gets a 10, and Scultivator gets a 13. And they both take five points of acid damage. So you see the think tank takes five points of acid damage and one of the sculptivators you see its thick skull feature dissipates. Now it can finally take damage.
6: So Arete is going to crouch down in a runner's position and just launch himself forward into the air. He will do a front forward roll in the air as he brings Lavoie down onto the top of the think tank. And it's a 16. That hits. It does seven damage.
3: Okay, you get the sense it does three damage. That's fun. (laughs) The way we're treating it is, like, because it's a giant pile of skulls, like, all of those thick skull features inside of it are, like, mitigating a lot of the damage.
4: Uh, Alexander, with these skulltivators biting on him, uh, he's going to point his sword down and just start stabbing it into the think tank more. Thirteen. That does not hit. Wow. All right, maybe One more does a 14 hit. It does. Okay. Alexander's mind was somewhere else at the beginning of this chamber. And that's a six.
3: Okay. You get a sense you deal about three damage to it. It is the think tank's turn. It is not able to summon any new Sculptivators this turn. Now the Sculptivators are going to attack. They're going to go... (laughs) And they're going to continue uh, biting down on Alexander. There's a 21 hit. Jeez, yeah. Okay, it deals one piercing damage, five fire damage.
6: These cultivators, my goodness.
4: I remember them being this strong.
3: The next cultivator is also going to continue ganging up on you. It's going to go, uh, And it gets a 16. That won't hit. Aw, yeah.
7: So, Annie dashed on over from before. And now she wants to kick some butt. So Annie's going to run on over to the opposite side of the Think Tank and cast Thunder Wave on that as well. So she'll pull out the viol, play a little brassy tune, and push it as far as she possibly can,
3: at least this time. That gets a seven.
7: Ha, nice! Think Tank is going to get hit for 10 damage, 10 thunder damage.
3: Oh my goodness. Okay, you feel like a paper cut could take this thing down (laughs) and it gets blasted really hard. Like 10 skulls go flying from it. It gets pushed to the edge, like right near the sticks. It's looking in bad shape.
7: Nice.
5: Seeing how weak this think tank is, like a baby blowing out candles on a cake. Wolf is gonna take in some air blow on it, and the wet spit of acid will work its way onto the think tank, and one of the remaining scultivators, they have to roll a 14 or
3: higher dex, <laughs> That's nasty. So the sculptivator gets a fifteen, and the think tank definitely fails. Okay, so the think tank takes six points of damage. The think tank just sizzles as your corrosive acid splash just just melts it. And as you do this, both remaining sculptivators explode, and um, that is what happens.
7: You're welcome, gang. Um, thanks, Rolf. But like, can I can I just is there any way for you to like make these attacks but not make it as gross? Just, just just question. Well, I'm just trying to
5: variety, you know. Whoever's out there above the maze watching us go through these rooms, they probably don't want to see the same cast over and over, you know? Come on, Annie. Are you not entertained? No,
7: no, I, I just... I just
5: get the feeling we're being watched or at least listened to, so oh, I yeah, tried to okay. throw in some spies. Yeah,
7: no, I guess you're right. I'm sorry. I just wanted to ask because it was just I don't it's kind of gross that's it well Annie life is a little gross
3: if we're being honest I agree I do two gates appear on opposite ends of the room one of the crystal globes shows you a symbol for darkness and the other one for obols furthermore a centaur heart appears in the center of the room (gasps) shall we quarter that up
5: everyone wait can we do the the Italian spaghetti sharing this time. Oh, I love the idea of that. At least Arete, you and I could do it, if no one else is interested. I think it could be
3: fun. Okay, Annie's gonna go and touch it. Okay, you're holding the centaur heart, it's beating in your hands.
7: Alright, and she's gonna split it into three pieces, give Arete and Rolf one, and give Alex the other, and she's gonna eat the one.
6: So, as Arete holds it with Rolf, Arete is gonna stare into Rolf's eyes and go, Bon appetit. And Arete is just gonna start nibbling on uh, one end.
5: Rolf is actually slightly uncomfortable, but kinda of goes, you know what? This is what life is about, anyways. Let's try something new. And is gonna start chomping down the other end of the centaur.
4: Alexander's gonna chew some and then use one last piece. Take a torch off the wall and sacrifice a little piece of it, hopefully to Asclepius to. Uh help him out with some healing.
3: All of you gain additional temporary hit points equal to one maximum value on your hit die. Woohoo! After finishing consuming
6: the centaur heart with Rolf, Arete is going to continue walking towards the two doors and he will open the discussion on the floor. So team, my fellow Olympiadians, where... Are we thinking? Do we want some darkness to spend on the mirror later or some nice obbles in case we come across
5: Charon and our journey here? Well, it looks like the gang was a little rough this time around, but also, I, I don't know. I feel like we might make it through this time. Just Something. <laughs> Take the obbles. <obels. clears throat> I'm not going back there. I Sure, I vote obbles, yes. Obbles it is.
7: I mean, hey, I just, I just think that dark... I, I know we have the whole mindset of we're we're not we're gonna make it out this time woo woo hoo, for sure I completely understand that and I completely agree with you guys. Obviously that's what I want. I wanted that last time. And you know what happened last time? We didn't make it out, which is okay. Of course it's totally okay. But we I don't know I think darkness would be cool to spend because in the long run it just makes us stronger. Whereas the obbles, it's like it's really just temporary and it, it helps us while we're doing the run, but the darkness is forever.
5: Rolf uh, uh, puffs his chest up and does his best Alexander and goes, So you plan for
2: failure.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's Girl, were the odds not stacked against me when I crossed the Hellespont, when I conquered the Persian Empire, when I tamed Bucephalus at a young age when most men were afraid to walk towards the beast? Grown men... No. I mean yes. The odds were stacked against me.
7: <laughs> okay.
4: And yet here I am.
7: Yeah, you're 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 in Tartarus with us. We're all, And how we're did, all did I here. die?
4: Disease. Nothing else. <laughs> no battle was lost. No man stabbed me.
5: Well, except Megara.
4: No mortal stab me. Oh, oh,
7: just, just, just. You want all of you want the obbles. I'm not saying. I just, I just, I just mentioned the darkness because I think we should, you know, weigh out our options. But it's fine. You're, you, I know you want the obbles. We can. I'm fine with either one. I can go with the obbles. I, I'd love to see Charon. Charon's cool. Oh, now you're all quiet. What do you? What? <laughs> Fine. I vote
5: darkness. I <gasps> changed no, my vote with Annie. It. What's
7: wrong with you? Annie, congratulations. You swayed us into
3: a tie.
4: Alexander holding his wounds uh, just shambles over to the obel's orb and puts his hand on it.
3: You feel it flicker under your hand and push you back oh. as if it is not enough for the party to be divided on whether it's obel's or darkness. Oh,
2: my God.
4: Alexander's going to turn angrily towards Rolf and Anastasia.
7: Don't look at me like that. I said elbows were fine.
4: Alexander walks towards Anastasia. What? Grabs her wrist. Hey. And then pulls her over to the orb and puts her hand on that orb.
3: No. No. Alexander, roll a constitution saving throw. (laughs)
4: 21.
3: You take half of this. So, Alexander, you take 11 psychic damage. As you get the impression that coerced consent is not consent. Wow.
5: Don't be an asshole, Alexander. Annie, click on the door. Do it. <laughs> wait, or, wait. We, if you want, if you, come... you want. I don't.
3: <laughs> I'm fine.
6: You've actually kind of, um, somewhat convinced me, Annie. I'm, uh. <laughs> <laughs> gotta say, I, I was also swayed a bit by your words there.
7: Me and my damn charm. Damn it. And he's going to pull her arm away from Alex. And she's just going to look at him. She's going to be really upset. And she's going to have a really big frown on her face. Uh. And then she's going to look at the other two. And she's going to say, are we choosing apples or are we choosing darkness? I don't care. Just tell me which one to touch. Because apparently I have to touch the door balls. So just
3: tell me which one to touch. <laughs> Okay, so which one are you touching, Annie?
7: I don't know. Which one am I touching, Arite? Rolf? Alex.
6: My vote has now changed to darkness. I am I am committed to darkness. Okay. As I have been my whole life.
7: Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> we'll unpack that later. We'll unpack that later. Rolf?
5: Rolf is going to look down at the floor and not make eye contact and like kick his f- shoes like a like a little kid that just got yelled at and go darkness.
7: Okay. I hope that is your decision and wasn't heavily influenced by anything else. And Annie's going to turn to Alex and be like, Alex?
4: What does it matter? This is a democracy. You want the darkness.
7: I want you to be able to voice your opinion. I was just voicing mine early. I've been voicing
4: my opinion since the first trial, since we first stepped foot into this. But you are still not swayed. In fact, you have swayed the others. All of you are weak of will. Just do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa there, buddy.
7: Well, you don't have to be such an asshole.
5: This is too unbearably awkward for Rolf,
3: and he presses the button on the door. Which door? The darkness door, because that's the group consensus. The gate does slide open, so yes, there is a portal there. The Ovel's door gate slams shut.
5: Yeah, and he just, like, dives headfirst in, like, I need to get away from what is happening here right now.
6: Alex, we can talk about willpower. Later. With that, Arete enters into the portal.
7: Annie's just going to look at Alex, and she's going to say, It always feels like it, it's, it's one step forward, and then a bajillion steps back with you. Yeah. And she's going to jump into the portal.
4: And Alex is going to kneel down and do some cure wounds. That's smart. That would be an 11. It hits. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm going to use... Lay on hands 10 points for my pool as well to give me 10 more health. Nice. And then we'll walk through the portal.
3: You find yourself again on a very, very narrow ledge overlooking a long rectangular room. Oh, No!
6: This seems familiar.
3: Directly to your left is a floating gray crystal. Furthermore, on the long stretch of ground in front of you, it seems to be about 160 feet. You see it is covered in white tile, and every 30 feet or so are these square golden tiles. Furthermore, the floor is covered in two other things, wretched goons and wretched heretics.
7: Oh my gods!
5: Rolf is going to grab the crystal and see if it has the invisibility effect from before.
3: Okay, so Rolf Arete, Annie, you immediately disappear from sight. Alexander is standing on the ledge.
5: I pass the crystal to Arete, so Alexander is concealed. Alexander vanishes. All right. Do we want to try the rope thing from last time, or do we just go for it? What rope? Ah, yes, we lost our rope. Well, let's go for
6: it. And Arete will grab Annie's hand. Or, well, he'll fumble around first a little bit to find Annie's hand, since he can't see her, and grab her hand.
7: I sure hope you grab the hand.
5: And then I think Rolf is going to try to grab Arete's crystal hand, I guess. Like, put a hand on his so that we're all connected by a chain. And he's going to say, what do we think about Featherfall? And then just Hermes dashing the hell out of here.
7: (laughs) Sounds like a plan to me. Sure.
5: Okay. We all swim down together.
7: Annie's going to... Hold her hand out for Alex to grab.
4: Annie feels a hand grab it.
5: But it's not Alex. <laughs> Uh, Actually, a mechanical question for God here. Is
3: dashing like something that can still be done stealthily? Depending on whether everybody is doing it or whether you're doing it, it'll either be harder or with disadvantage or both.
5: Never mind, y'all. Let's just, uh, let's go. Keep in mind those gold things. I don't know what they are, Uh, but let's feather fall and and we'll We'll move forward Stealthily, quietly
6: Okay Sounds
7: good
5: Arete, you lead us I would say avoid the the gold squares
7: Okay, wait, wait Alex, are you okay with this? Yes Okay
6: And with that, Arete will lead the leap off the ledge
3: to Featherfall Down to the floor below
7: And Annie will
3: cast Featherfall on the group Okay, you all gently fall directly underneath the ledge. All
6: right. And Arete will lead the way and will take the full movement that he can do so.
3: Okay, so is anybody attempting to move stealthily?
4: Oh,
6: yes, yes, yes. Okay, so make a group
3: stealth (laughs) check. Okay. Oh, no. I have disadvantage on stealth checks, guys, by the way. What? How much far do we have to go? The room seems to be about 160 feet long. That's a 12. Annie got a 15. Alexander gets a 9. Arete
6: is a 27.
3: Oh, okay. thank goodness. God. Thank
6: God. That'll pull us up a little bit.
3: Okay, so your group stealth check, we're going to say, is a 16. So you're attempting to move stealthily. You see these wretched goons and wretched shades are basically moving left and right in a patrol pattern. Mm-hmm. So there seems to be one of them about every 10 feet or so. All right, so these things are going to have disadvantage to proceeding so, you seem to move past the first three without incident. Whew. So, you have a wretched heretic in front of you, and then it goes wretched goon, wretched heretic alternating, and so on. Furthermore, at this 30 foot mark, you also see a golden tile uh, very close to you on the ground. Can I roll an investigation to try and understand its purpose? Yes. Eighteen. You get a sense that you can get it to do one of two things. You can get it to activate a teleportation function, and you see that it might be linked to the other golden tiles across the room. The other thing that it can do is it can charge up the crystal that is stealthing all of you. Rolf is going to very
5: gently nudge Arete towards that golden pad to try and get him to lead the rest of the group to it. Arete, putting his faith in the old
6: man, follows his nudging and will continue in that direction onto the
3: gold pad. Do you step onto the gold pad? Yes. Oh, no. It's going to teleport him and leave the rest of us here. <laughs> Toe is smiling. Oh, no. And I don't like it. I'm <laughs> smiling because that would be so funny. <laughs> and totally a thing I thought about, but I'm not an asshole. I probably <laughs> Okay, are you all still holding hands? Yes. 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 You activate the teleportation magic, and because of the way that the roll happened, you all teleported to exactly where you are right now. But, that doesn't, <laughs> oh, mean, but no. that doesn't mean it's always going to be that. In fact, Rolf, you get the sense that if you stepped on any other tile in the future, the possibility of you going backwards is not necessarily going to happen. Okay. Basically, for example, if you stepped on a tile and there are six tiles in the room and someone rolled a d6 and rolled a 1, yeah. that, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean that's always going to happen.
5: So here's what Rolf is going to do. Rolf is going to try and continue steering Arete. He's going to move him like forward off the pad and then try and gently pull him back to step on the pad again. Arete will comply.
3: Okay, you get the sense that you've used up the magic on this pad.
5: And uh, Rolf is going to go, Never mind. give him a little tap on the tuchus to go forward. I'm sure Arete hates that.
6: Arete uh, feeling something brush against his Tuckus is kind of going to stiffen up for a moment. Ha 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 ha. Um, and, (laughs) And he's like I'm not sure what to do in this moment, and then just take a deep breath and relax, and then move forward, going for another 30 feet forward.
3: Okay, you're gonna move past two wretched heretics and a
6: wretched goon. Great, and I'm assuming a combined stealth check.
3: Uh, we're gonna keep your stealth check unless you want to change it.
6: Okay, sorry, I because the last time we rolled it, I think every time, so that's why I just automatically assumed that you were did. Did is this. that
3: how I ran it? I did. Did yeah. I do it every? Yeah. Thir- yeah. I, thought, I thought I ran it every 40 feet. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's roll stealth again. Every. Everybody do a group stealth check. We can we can play fast and loose. Hey, let's let's keep that roll, man. Let's keep that roll, man. Let's keep that Okay, so everybody tell me your new stealth roll. <laughs> Ooh.
6: Arete rolled a natural 20, but then with his modifier, it's a 29.
3: Okay. That's a six from Rolf. Okay.
7: That's a six from Annie. <gasps> okay.
2: No!
4: And that's a one from
3: Alexander. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, oh. No. We're dead, we're dead, we're alive, but we're dead.
3: Okay, uh, your collective stealth troll is an 11. Hey, these heretics might not be very perceptive. We don't know yet. Uh, you get the sense that the wretched goons are probably the least perceptive out of them. Damn. Okay, so you're still moving, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
6: We're committing to the bit, baby.
3: Oh, God. <laughs> okay, you go past the next wretched heretic, no issue. You go past the next wretched goon, no issue. You go past the next wretched heretic, and it seems to physically bump straight into you, Alexander. Uh, And it is alarmed, and it is immediately going to try to investigate and see what the heck is going on. Rolf is going to pull a
5: dagger out of his waistband and toss it out of the field of invisibility so that it chases that in the other direction.
3: Toss it where?
5: I'm going to toss it to the right, like over its head behind it so it turns around away from us.
3: It sees a dagger fly over its head, and it is again trying to make sense of the thing that it's seeing in front of it. And it is going to fire a volley of purple orbs in front of it. These orbs are going boom, boom, boom. It's coming out in a straight line from it, and they hit Alexander for eight forest damage. Furthermore, it's still going. (laughs) (laughs) It's confused because it's firing the orbs, and the orbs are vanishing in front of it. We move out of the way. (laughs) I'm going to try and move Arete
5: forward to the pad. I'm hoping it will teleport us away so that as it investigates, we are no longer there and then we can deal with moving forward wherever we end up.
3: Um, Due to a very unfortunate roll of the dice, you get the sense that you were again teleported to your exact location. Wow. So it's again about to fire off another volley of magic missiles.
7: Annie would like to cast Blindness Deafness. Uh, It gets a 15. Damn it. Meets it, beats it.
3: Arete is going to try to
6: use one of... His grave marker abilities. Assail senses, which requires an invisibility, which we are. It forces the target to make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the target is either blinded or deafened, my choice, until the end of our
3: next turn. It gets a five. It sure failed. It sure failed. So it's going, <laughs> and it seems to not be able to see for the moment. And with that,
6: I think Arete is going to try to move the group forward. Another 30 feet,
3: just try to press on. Okay, make a group stealth check. This time, everybody roll with disadvantage. And Rolf has gotten shakier and even worse at stealth and
5: rolls a three.
4: Nice, me too, man.
3: And he got an 18. 12. Oh, no. Okay, your collective stealth roll is a nine. Ah! So you move past the next Wretched Goon, no issue. You move past the next wretched heretic, no issue. You move past the next wretched goon, no issue. You were at a teleportation pad. Wow. Additionally, something happens. You see one large portal open up to your right, and you see Megara emerge from it. What, what the hell? hell And she said <laughs> and, and she says, "I just don't know how I'm going to get through to him. It's like I talk to him and he doesn't even listen to me anymore. And then you see a black cloaked figure with a massive scythe emerge also from the portal and says, He'll come around in his own time. I try talking to him, too, but it seems he's too busy smiling and trying to convince me that everything's going to be all right. He'll come through for us. I know he will, just like he always does. Now, Megara is going to look around at the wretched... Sh- she is also, I want to be clear, she is adjacent to you guys.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> she, she's going to look at the wretched goons and the wretched heretics patrolling. And then she's going to look at the wretched heretic that's going... <laughs> so she sees that wretched heretic like looking very confused and making a ruckus and then eventually returning to its patrol path. That she says... I don't think he wants to admit it, but things are falling apart around here. <laughs> I just don't know how much longer it'll last. And then Thanatos also kind of glowers at that wretched heretic, and he snaps his fingers, and a massive black circle appears underneath it, and then you hear a large like, bell toll, and then that wretched heretic goes, is- ah! and it explodes. <laughs> she turns back to him and says, "'Is that really necessary?' would have had me do it if he was here. <laughs> and then another portal opens up on your left side, and they begin moving towards it. Do you want to do anything right now?
2: <gasps> Amanda does. Can, Can we go through the do portal? Do you want to go through the
3: portal? Yes.
2: <laughs>
4: obviously.
2: Okay,
3: I'm
4: Which one? The one they came from, the one they're going to? Going to. <laughs> All right, let's
3: go. Also, I guess I haven't identified him as Thanatos. You guys could try to roll to see if you know who that is. (laughs) Sure, I'll roll
5: a history to see if I recognize Thanatos.
7: I would really like to know if Annie knows, because if Annie does know, Annie has a huge crush on Thanatos.
6: 15. Arete rolled a 17. 18.
3: Annie rolled 24. (laughs) So you all know this as Thanatos. He is the personification of death. Essentially, when people are re-killed anywhere in Tartarus, he's the one who kind of brings those souls to the pool of sticks. So he is also somebody who has done that for your souls when you guys were brought over. So she is moving towards that portal. Everybody tell me what you're doing right now.
5: I tug Arete's hand toward the left to try and get him to go towards that portal, but Arete is probably already leading the group that way, I'm guessing.
6: Yeah, Arete knows an opportunity when he sees it and was already starting, and he likes that uh, Rolf and him were on the same wavelength, and he gives himself a little smile that nobody can see, but he knows he's
3: smiling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Alexander, Annie.
7: Annie, not going to lie, she's a little, she has a huge crush on Thanatos, so she's kind of just, like, in shock. But she'll totally let her body be dragged along. A hundred percent. It's what she wants. She just can't move.
4: Okay, yeah. Alexander's going to walk towards the portal and probably drag her along.
3: So Megara sees this portal going, shoo, shoo, shoo. She's going... What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's gonna look back at Thanatos. None of you see this, I guess. Just the camera sees this. <laughs> As a wry smile curls on his thin lips and he goes, Looks like a round's just got a little more interesting. <laughs> okay, first of all, I'm gonna award group inspiration for that. And I need to very quickly look at some tables and figure out where you're going. You see Tozaman standing with their arms crossed.
6: I disapprove of your
3: shady ways. Welcome to the developer's debugging room. Oh my God. (laughs) Would you like to start New Game Plus? (laughs) You run through the portal and... You find yourself standing before an impossible number of forks in your path. Each path leads off with a railway track on the ground. Before the forking paths stands a single chariot, which appears to run on the rails. It fits four. I love philosophy.
7: I'm sorry, can I just say, when you said... several forks in your path. I really did. Feel I, I like, thought
3: literal <laughs> forks. <laughs> a bunch of forks. <laughs> I thought so too. I did too, and I was like, what? Sorry, I apologize. You find yourself standing before an impossible number of branches in your path, but now you're just going to picture tree branches. <laughs> Are we still invisible? No. The portal is open behind you, by the way. And you hear through the portal, you hear, looks like our rounds just got a little more interesting.
1: Rolf
4: books it for a chariot.
1: (laughs) And he does as well.
4: As does Arate. Alexander... Uh, hesitates for a second, looking at the portal, and then runs to the chariot.
3: Okay, <laughs> as soon as the four of you get on the chariot, a little halfling appears at the front of the chariot That has this kind of, like, low brow, like, almost like, you know those, like, um guys who love breweries caps? Yeah! Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, wearing, like, one of those low caps. He doesn't even turn around to me, he just says, where to? Take me to Zagris. <gasps> okay. The halfling seems to shake the reins, and the chariot begins taking off on no the rail. Additionally, no so the chariot starts moving Down one of the paths, and about five seconds into this, suddenly there are lights flashing all around you and above you in this colorful array, and the halfling turns around to you. says, Welcome to Cash Chariot, where you (laughs) answer questions on the way to your destination for fabulous prizes! Yes! Koalavis, my boy, is that you? Yes, chair. <laughs> it is Koalavis, yes. Yes! Oh my god, yes. Oh
6: my god, oh my god, oh
5: my god.
3: <laughs> okay. Is
5: Rolf, like, fangirling?
3: <clears throat> yes, yes, Rolf is fangirling. Furthermore, you see Mega Thanatos emerge from the portal, just as your chariot rounds one of these infinite corridors. So, is everybody familiar with the rules of Cash Chariot? Absolutely not. No. Okay, how much do you care or do you just want to get into it and win fabulous prizes? Are there video bonus questions? There will be bonus questions. I believe there would be audio bonus questions. All right, let's get started on Cash Chariot. Question one. In the kingdom of Ethiopia, King Cassius and Queen Cassiopeia had one of the most beautiful daughters in the world. Who was it? I think it's Calliope, isn't it?
4: Carol for history, see, if I know the answer?
6: Yeah, Rolf would like to roll history.
7: Group history check.
6: <laughs> My roll is a 13 for the check.
3: Annie is a 22.
4: I
6: rolled a critical
4: failure. Oh, oh, nice. 17.
3: Anybody who got a 20 or higher, you seem to remember the name Andromeda. Andromeda. Mm. <laughs> the lights <laughs> in the cash chariot light up again as 30 gems fall into your possession. Yeah. Furthermore, as the cash Chariot is going through these infinite corridors, you see more and more cash Chariots carrying other wretched shades to all different parts of Tartarus, and they kind of just, like, zoom past you here and there, and sometimes the chariots beep at each other as, as they're getting in each other's way. But you continue down this railway track. So far, without issue. Koalimus then says, Question two. Jealous, the narrates called upon Poseidon to punish her beauty. What sacrifice did Apollo suggest to appease them? Gonna
4: roll a religion check.
3: Yeah, that's a fifteen. Four for a blessing. Annie got it's a natural twenty plus three,
4: so twenty-three. Seventeen, but I think Annie got it.
3: So Annie, you remember that the Nereids were these sea spirits that were extremely jealous of Andromeda's beauty, and so they called upon Poseidon to punish her. And Poseidon was trying to think of a punishment, and Apollo had a suggestion for him. And he said that she should be chained to a rock on the sea for a sea monster to eat. Yum, yum. <laughs> Apollo suggested that she be chained to a rock so that she could be eaten by a sea monster. The lights in the cash chariot twinkle again as 30 darkness falls into your possession.
7: Amazing. I love it here. <laughs>
3: Question three, who saved Andromeda from the sea monster?
4: Mass Effect. Really a religion shit? 12.
6: My history check was an 18. You got a
4: 22.
3: All of you who got a 17 or better, remember that it was Perseus who saved Andromeda from the sea monster. Well, that would be Perseus. The lights of the cash chariot go all blingy again as 30 obbles fall into your possession.
5: Not coming close to knowing a single answer so far, Rolf is just smiling blankly forward at (laughs) (laughs) Coalimus. Just
4: excited to be there. Going like a million miles per hour in a flashing camera. Taking all these winding paths.
3: Yeah, it's getting pretty loud and, <laughs> and rickety here in this yeah. corridor. So uh, Koalamos is going to shout out to you guys. He's going say, "Next question: How did Perseus slay the Gorgon?"
6: Oh, I don't even. Uh, Rolf
3: does a little head chop motion with his hand.
7: I'm almost yeah. I'm pretty positive. It's I mean, just, do
6: we want to just do the check just to be safe?
7: Sure. I
3: think it's safe. Yeah, I think that's safe.
6: 13. 13 as well. 14.
3: 25. <laughs> Annie, you remember that it was by beheading the Gorgon. Yeah. Yeah. Perseus beheaded the Gorgon. The lights of the cash chariot light up again as you get 30 gems. This is the so best. Next question. How did Perseus survive the Gorgon?
6: Well, team, I'm pretty sure he used the gleam of a shield, the reflection on a a shield that he polished.
3: I'm pretty sure it was the reflection, yes.
4: Uh, I'm 16 for history or religion.
7: We
3: could roll history just in case. though.
6: (laughs) I got a 21.
3: Arete, what you remember is that in order to survive the Gorgon, Perseus had to look at her only through the reflection in his shield. He only used the shield's reflection to perceive the Gorgon. You get another 30 gems as the cash chair Just showers you in prizes. Next question What creature was born from the blood of the slain Gorgon? I, okay, I think I remember
4: 70 for religion or history.
3: 19 for history over here. The 16 on history. Yeah, five for me, so that's not even. Anybody who got a 17 or better knows that it was the Pegasus.
5: Oh, I finally know this one, guys. I know this one. I promise it's the Pegasus.
3: Uh, (laughs) All right. The cash chariot vibrates underneath you as you get another 30 darkness. You know, everybody always complains about the smog over here, but I think it's kind of refreshing, don't you think? And as he says this, you've noticed that there is a large wall of cash chariots all in front of you, and the air is almost thick with smog as if in a thick city. And you're all breathing in this smog. And the smog makes it difficult for you to think clearly. And that it might be more (laughs) difficult for you to remember information quite so readily moving forward. Next question. Who was the famed rider of Pegasus?
4: So can we not roll? Is that what it is?
3: You can roll with disadvantage.
4: Disadvantage? Okay.
3: Wasn't it Heracles? (laughs) Critical (laughs) Critical fail- With disadvantage, I rolled a 19. 21. Anybody who gets a 17 or better remembers the name Bellerophon.
7: Who the fuck was that? Run that by me really quickly again.
3: Bellerophon. That name came to you once, and it is hard for you to hear it again. It was a B, right? Yeah, Bellerophon. Bellerophon. Yeah, Bellerophon. All right. The cash chariot hums as 30 obbles fall into your possession.
4: Alexander looks at Rolf, but he looks like he's zooted as fuck.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
5: yeah. Rolf and and Alex are both just like... (laughs) R- Rolf goes,
3: I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, it is hard to see at this point, but you get a sense that you're maybe about halfway through the fog. Where did Bellerophon ride Pegasus to in the ultimate show of arrogance?
5: Uh, I lean in to whisper to Alexander, your mom's house.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and I roll a five. Okay. With disadvantage, Arete rolls a 15. <laughs>
4: got an
3: 18. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alexander is fucking guffawing. <laughs> it's also laughing gas, apparently. And he rolled an 11. Okay. Anybody who got a 15 or better uh, seems to think that the answer is Mount Olympus.
2: ma mount Olympus.
3: <laughs> Alright. The cash chariot bucks as 30 <laughs> gems fall into your possession. <laughs> You feel yourself (laughs) reaching probably the home stretch of the fog and koalamus calls out what was his punishment?
7: He died, please Your mom!
3: (laughs) (laughs) 13 gonna go fail.
7: Oh my gosh, hold on.
6: With disadvantage I roll five. Seventeen.
7: I'm pretty sure he just like fell off of Pegasus and died.
3: Is that your answer?
7: No, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I'm looking at the group. Right.
3: the cash chariot awaits your answer
6: so the roll wasn't high enough is what i'm understanding from this
3: you do remember him falling off of pegasus you do remember that from your role okay Wh- whatever your answer is is your answer do you
7: guys do you guys just want to go with with you fell off the pegasus and die <laughs> is that-
6: yeah. i feel there's like some sort of like icing on the cake because the greeks love to be. Green. somebody say an answer is there a time? I don't remember a timer in Cash Cab while the yeah. team was discussing there, no, it. No, there was a timer uh. in
2: Cash Cab.
7: I'm just, I'm just asking, Arete I'm just asking Arete if you remember anything. That's This is Cash not.
3: Chariot. I don't know what y'all are talking about.
4: Alexander turns the Rolf for he go sasser.
2: <laughs>
6: Maybe he was like cast into the depths of Tartarus. Annie, what do you think about that? <sighs> Just has like a nice little creative flourish at the end there. I mean,
2: I
7: guess, but like then what if that's what makes it wrong? Like, I don't know, maybe it's not that deep, you uh, know? You
3: hear a timer buzzing. It's going tick, tock, tick. He fell off of his Pegasus. <laughs> the cash chariot buzzes underneath you oh. and Peralimus goes... I'd explain to you that, why that's incorrect. Whoa! And then suddenly, another cash chariot swerves right in front of him, and Koalabos quickly tries to steer the chariot to get away from that, and nearly runs over a wretched shade. He goes, "Hey, I'm walking over here." <laughs> he has to swerve away from that, and then all of this jostling back and forth makes everybody take four bludgeoning damage.
2: Oh!
4: What? I didn't feel a thing.
3: But then you all emerge from the fog, and he goes, "Oh, that—that that, that was scary." Well, it turned out that Olympus sent a gadfly to bite Pegasus, and when the gadfly bit Pegasus, Bellerophon was dismounted, but the whole point was that he does survive and is deeply injured for the rest of his days.
6: So I wasn't wrong. They Tanya him is what I'm hearing.
3: Why? Why? <laughs> why? The cash chariot pulls up to a series of stoplights and the cash chariot says, it's time for our red light challenge. Oh my God. (laughs) The way the red light challenge works is this. You can say any number of answers in the allotted amount of time. Incorrect answers will not count against you, but correct answers will be counted in your favor. And however many you get correct by the end of the red light challenge will be directly proportional to how many prizes you win. Are there any questions? Yes, before we yes, begin Yes, the there leech. are. Such as mine, which is this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Alex, <laughs> we got this one. Alex is like laughing so hard there's, there's no noise.
3: Name the muses. Beginning in three, two, one, go. Eurydice. Thalia. obvious.
6: Uh, Aphrodite. That's not a muse. Athena. It's I don't know the names of the muses. I am so terrible at this, oh God. I'm
7: Thalia, I'm trying to remember. I know there's nine. My high school girlfriend. I might be saying Thalia wrong. Uh, uh, Vanessa. Uh, there's so many with E, Thalia. Uh Hy- hypothalamia. Hi- hypothalamia. Mm-hmm.
6: Poetry. Um, Hippolyta. Drama. Cassandra
5: no. and Melisandra. and Guinevere.
6: Plitzer.
3: Erato. Musia. El- Musius, Elia, Musica. Elia. Time is up. All right, you got two correct answers. You got Kaliah and Eriton. Okay. Thus, you will get 200 darkness for those correct guesses.
2: Hey, sweet, we did
3: it. <laughs> Imagine how many we would have gotten if we got more.
4: I told you it was Musius.
3: That is not a thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> All of us goes, the correct answers were Calliope, Cleo, Ereton, oh. Euterpe, Terpsichore, Talia, and Urania. So now you tell us the correct answers. Yes. Hacks! Alright! And then the red light changes to a green light and the cash chariot begins driving again with great gusto. Next question! What item helped Theseus navigate the labyrinth? Oh,
2: I know this uh, one. It was
6: uh, a... string. The, it was the string. The thread. It was the yarn. His, uh, I, there's a specific name for it though, I think. So I'm gonna go ahead and roll for his string. roll and find out. 16. So I rolled a 15 for that.
3: 22 for Annie. Unnatural 20. Anybody who got an 18 or better remembers the Yarn of Ariadne. The Yarn of Ariadne. The Cash Chariot awards you 30 obbles. 30 obols Next question. How did he slay the Minotaur? Oh.
5: This damn hmm. labyrinth will never leave me alone. I dream of it. <laughs>
6: 16
4: for my check. 12.
3: 17 for Annie.
4: 10. Alex is starting to wake up.
3: Okay, anybody who gets a 16 or better remembers it's the same answer as the Gorgon. That would be by cutting off its head, Cabby. The Cash Chariot awards you 30 darkness. So the Cash Chariot pulls up in front of a couple of gates and says, All right, we're almost at our destination. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you the option of double or nothing. You can choose to double your earnings of all the prizes you have received so far if you can answer the next question correctly. Otherwise, you will walk out of this cab, I mean, (laughs) chariot, with nothing. Do you accept the double or nothing challenge? Absolutely not. (laughs) Three people have
6: inspiration.
4: Yes. Without disadvantage, we can do it.
6: I think it might be worth it because you guys have the inspiration to spend.
5: I'm going to go in the books as no, but I will follow the will of the group. Okay.
7: I, I'd <laughs> I spend my inspiration on it. That's fine. But I just, whenever Amanda used to watch Cash Cab, she would always say, "Psh, I'm doing no double or nothing. I'm taking what I got. But if y'all want to go for it, sure. I'll do it. I'll tell you what we have and then you guys
6: can... Make a, a more informed determination. 290 darkness, 90 obbles, and 120 gems.
4: Double, double,
6: double.
7: That's, I mean, that's not bad. It, double, it looks like Alex really wants double, to double. double.
5: Alex is singing double, 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 and Rolf pokes him on the nose and says, you're so stupid. <laughs> I have the god of stupidity.
4: <laughs> Wait, there's no more fog, Rolf. There's no more fog.
5: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he straightens up immediately. <clears throat> Yeah. My apologies.
4: <laughs> Alexander puts his hand on his cheek like he's bored again.
3: <laughs> and he just says, I'll do it. I, I'll i do it. Double. All right. Everybody's playing double or nothing. The lights of the cash cab go red. Suddenly, a little panel, like a little mirror opens up on the side of the cash cab. And a little video starts playing in the mirror. <laughs> in that mirror, you also see Koalabos. <laughs> Koalimus is saying, in the mirror. Who is the child of Hermes and Aphrodite?
6: Okay, so it would be a full guide...
3: You need to be fast and hot.
6: I rolled a 21. Oh, thank God. I rolled a 12 again. And I got a
3: 14. I got a 22 for Annie. Here's what I will tell you about the double or nothing. A 21 will give you a very good hint. It is not going to give you the answer. Okay.
5: I uh, knew
6: it. Oh. I mean, I don't have an inspiration to spend, so that's... Who has who has the highest
5: modifier? I have plus three. Yeah, I have plus five. I have plus eight. Oh. So 21 is actually is still above average for you. But it might be worth expending just to see.
7: I mean, I'll use the inspiration. That's fine.
5: Mathematically speaking, you're probably gonna get an 18. But it might be worth
3: it. Who knows? I'll try. At most, I'll get a 23. So I don't think it's worth it.
7: What'd you get? 25.
3: Okay, you immediately remember the name hermaphroditus. Oh, nice. Oh. Hermes and Aphrodite.
7: I would not have gotten that. But that's really funny. And he's just gonna screaming her Maphroditus!
3: The cash chariot just shoots cannons of confetti above you. Uh, please double each of the prizes that you receive. Alright, now get out of my cab! I love you! <laughs> and he runs out of the cab. Bye, thank you so much. Thanks again for playing Cash Chariot.
6: It was a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you so much. As Arete kind of just like shakes his hand, whether or not he offered it out, Arete will just grab it.
3: Okay. Koalamus afterwards is again yanked up into the Black Knight as if like <laughs> by a stage pulley. Furthermore, you see one gate in front of you and it is a red spear point. <gasps> <gasps> that sounds like Ares. <laughs> Well, since it's
5: the only gate we got, Areta just slaps his hand on the door. <laughs> well, I guess he didn't take us to Zagreus. I knew these shows were rigged.
7: Oh well, we don't know that. You have to go in first.
5: And I think it's Ares, but let's see. Who knows? Maybe Zag's hang, hanging out. What's up, Zag? Well,
7: why would it? No, Ares wouldn't be here. How would Ares be here?
5: Why would Zagreus be here?
7: What do you mean why would Zagreus be is that, this? Because is, that's it's... where
6: you wanted to go, and the chariot will take us where we want to go.
5: Hopefully. Okay. And uh, I swan dive into the portal.
6: Ooh, so graceful. Wow. Owen Wilson.
3: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow.
2: Wow.
3: Wow. We're going to meet Zacharias!
2: Wow.
6: <laughs> Arete will take several steps back to get a nice running start at the portal and he will do a uh, as straight of a formation dive forward as he bursts into a run and just he'll give it a nice torque so he spins as he enters the portal.
3: Okay. Okay. <laughs>
7: wow. Um Annie's just going to look at Alex, she's just going to like kind of like cough a little bit and like look down at the floor and like twist twist her leg and like hold on to her um her shirt or her jacket or something and she's just going to be like Alex I'll- I'm I'm sorry even though I know I don't I technically don't have to really apologize cuz I didn't really do anything wrong but I'm going to apologize anyway cuz I didn't mean to start any trouble and and for yelling cuz I don't like to yell but I didn't like it when Um, you, you pulled my arm when you, you didn't need to. I was just making a point. That's it. And, um, you can think whatever you think, but you're going to think it and I'm not going to know what it is. And then Andy's going to run into the portal.
3: And with that, Alex will just walk into the portal. You find yourself in a room where somehow the dread feels just a little less burdensome. Two fountains on opposite ends of the room gush sparkling streams of healing water. When you drink from them, you may take a rest and recover up to your full hit dice amount on each roll, plus your constitution modifier. Somewhere, soft, pensive music plays. At your feet, you see charred footsteps walking towards one of the fountains. You see a figure there, with flame emerging from its feet. It is in red robes and wears a mantle of skulls. The figure seems to crawl and reach for the fountain, desperately, desperately. It lets out a cough, <clears throat> and suddenly you see that figure levitate into the air above you as blood explodes <gasps> from it and gets yanked into the abyss below.
5: Zachary just fucking died, y'all!
3: Rogue Runners, Volume 1, In the Blood, stars our players Nicholas Benatados as Alexander the Great, Amanda Facosta as Anastasia Pentazis, Giancarlo Herrera as Rolf Yannick, and Michael Pisani as Arete Lascares. Dungeon mastering and NPC voices are by me, Tozaman. Cover art by Chandler Candela. Sound design and editing by Giancarlo Herrera. Title music by Sage GC, with vocals by Jessica Dahlgren and Sage GC. Character theme music by Giorgio Volpe. Additional music by Epidemic Sound. If you liked what you heard, we hope you'll consider helping us make future tabletop parodies of your favorite stories. You can support us at Patreon on patreon.com slash radio. Patrons get access to our community Discord channel, as well as our behind the scenes chat cast Out of the Blood, where we talk about everything on our minds after the episode. There are free ways to support the show too. We hope you'll leave us a glowing review on your listening app of choice, as well as spread the good word about us on Twitter and Instagram, where you can follow us at Rogue Run Radio. We love hearing from you, so hit us up there, or email us at rr at whisperforage.org. Lastly, we're big fans of Dungeons & Drimbus by Whimsic Productions. It's another actual play show both I and our cast play on, and it's how I met them all. It's so fun. Please give it a listen. Get ready to run with us next week. New episodes drop every Friday. Till next time, sinners. I'll see you in hell.
5: Listeners, it's me, Rolf Yannick. I've discovered we're living inside a podcast and I can talk directly to you at any point by speaking into this strange device. Hey everyone, it is uh, Giancarlo Herrera, Rolf slash sound designer slash editor. Just here to let you guys know that you're about to hear another short clip from Dungeons and Drimbus. It's another actual play podcast featuring much of the cast that you already know and love from Rogue Runners. And if you love our chemistry or the way we play the game or our awesome sound design, your words, not mine... Uh, I think you'll really like Dungeons and Drimbus. It shares a lot of those qualities, and we have so much fun on our homebrew adventures. So, you're about to hear a clip from Season 3, which is premiering today. It is called Your Honor, in which the party plays as a group of fantasy attorneys, attempting to defend the very same monsters that you would usually be slaying. This first clip is a little favorite section of ours, uh, called Tony the Pony. And if you enjoy it and want to hear more, just check out Dungeons & Drimbus, wherever podcasts are found. This first episode is already up, and we have two previous seasons to dive into if you want more of our chaotic D&D goodness. Enjoy.
6: Excuse me, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, How much for one of your your fastest steeds there?
5: Oh, one of the fastest steeds? Well, it's going to be quite a lot. We have this beautiful warhorse here, 400 gold pieces. We have your average horse here, 75 gold pieces, and we have Tony the Pony, 30 gold pieces. Okay, uh, let me
6: just check with my colleagues here. So I've got 15 gold pieces there, team. Does anybody want to ante up uh, any any, uh, gold that they might be holding on to?
7: To be perfectly honest, I didn't calculate that before we started the game. Should I? Didn't think we'd been here to no, I... purchase a damn
5: whore. J- Jessica got a small inheritance.
6: Apparently. It's uh, it's from my uh, my dead husband's pension, Frank. he uh, Wow. Little... Oh, that poor soul. If,
5: if we don't sell Tony the Pony here real soon, I'm going to have to put him down. <laughs> He's been here for months. That doesn't
4: sound like a reliable horse, then, for six hours, I think. May- uh... Maybe not a reliable <laughs>
5: horse, but
6: reliable glue.
4: <gasps> I have a question for you,
6: sir. Sir, so instead of purchasing, is it possible to rent one of your horses? Rental service. Huh.
5: I should have thought about that before. <laughs> well, how do I know you'd return
6: it? Um, I can give you a, a, a certified document saying so. I will sign, and I have two witnesses here that can uh, impose their signatures on a
5: document as well. Well, I, I certainly trust a, a, a lady of the law. However... I will say, I'm very good friends with the Reclaimers. They get their war horses from me. Should you not return this horse, I will send murderers after you.
6: (laughs) I I certainly appreciate your upfront honesty on your rental and return
5: policies. Absolutely. Listen... If Tony the Pony gets one last good ride before I send him to the glue factory, I'm sure he'll be plenty (laughs) happy about it. And you see Tony the Pony look at you. Of course, it's a pony. It doesn't speak, but uh, a tear streams down his face.
2: Oh, Oh
6: my God. So so to rent Tony the Pony and then return him for his uh, cruel fate, how much would that be? Uh, Let's say ten gold pieces. Wonderful. And uh, Jessica will reach into her um, purse and pull out ten gold pieces to pay the Cyclops man.
5: Thank you very much, uh, Tony. You live another day. And <laughs> he unhitches Tony the pony, uh, and he hands. He spanks it... him, and it's yeah. He, he gives <laughs> him a little a little smack on the tuchus, and Tony the pony very slowly trods out. He is this brown horse with um some darker brown striations <laughs> along his back. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you
0: all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
2: (laughs) Are you two
1: still awake?
0: Dad, we're too excited!
1: You'll be tired at Mockery Manor tomorrow, and it's bigger than ever, so you really do need to sleep.
2: Daddy, tell us about the new expansion.
1: Okay, okay. Yay! Once upon a time, there was a wonderful place, Mockery Manor. Everyone loved it, but sometimes it felt lonely. The manor longed for a companion, so they built a whole new park right next door and called it Claytonville. And it was the (laughs) rootinest, tootinest place you ever did see. Hop on board the brand-new Mockery Railroad all the way to Claytonville. Toot toot! In Claytonville, there are four cowboy lands to explore. Lasso a goat in Farmin Valley. Kiss your girl's best friend in Lovelorm Town. Stop it, Terry. And in Cowboy Christmas Town, hop on down to the Bluegrass Grotto to meet Cowboy Santa. Ho, ho, ho down! And are you brave enough to ride the wildest ride in Claytonville? Look out! It's the Four Spurs Pantry!
4: YEEHAW! Are you sleepy now, kids?
2: yes, Daddy. I can't wait to go to Mockery Manor and Claytonville!
1: Two parks in one and only $19.99 for a family of four.
4: And how about you? Yeah, that's right. You. Listening to this, are you ready to come back to Mockery Manor?
2: Season 3, available now.